you want to have emotional intelligence, okay? Now, that's not something that's easily developed overnight, but you got to start by, in my opinion, kind of figuring out your own emotional balance. What are your triggers? What are the things that, that set you off? And that way you can be prepared when those things come up to not react based on the stuff going on in your own heart and mind. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. On today's episode, we'll talk about conflict management skills managers can learn from hostage negotiators. Now, this is just going to be a quick overview podcast because we have a much more extensive blog that I'll put in the show notes that'll give you more details, but just kind of want to walk through some things on the podcast that you can do that will help you manage conflict. I meet quite often with managers and CEOs and other folks who have people reporting to them, and they report that conflict management is often one of the biggest struggles they have because people are completely different and you can't treat every single person the same way. But in this case, we want to talk about a few techniques that have been outlined by hostage negotiators that will help us as we talk with our teams, whether it's interpersonal relationships between me as a manager and my team member, or it's inter-team if there's other people on the team and I'm kind of managing the conflict as their manager. One of the statistics that's really hard to believe is that only 6.3% of managers said they felt very prepared to deal with their team's interpersonal dynamics. And that's a lot because there's not a lot of training that goes into that. Oftentimes, managers get a battlefield promotion. They're doing a really great job. They get promoted to manager, and now they've got to deal with all of these things. As I used to say to my teams as I was giving leadership to them, I said, look, you know, everything is great until you become the leader because when you're the leader, all those sets of eyes are looking at you for the vision, the direction, and in this case, for managing the conflict well. So a lot of the content from the blog post that you read is from former FBI hostage negotiator Chris Voss. And he wrote a book on this, and I'll put a link down there in the show notes as well. But he talks about the behavioral change stairway model. And the steps in that model are, first of all, active listening, and then empathy, rapport, influence, and behavioral change. So what's active listening? That's when you're giving someone your total attention, you're repeating their words back to them, you're, you know, it helps you build trust with your team member because you're assuring them that you're hearing them and you're not just waiting for a chance to speak. One of the things I say, and I've said it on our podcast before, is seek to understand before you seek to be understood. And when you engage in active listening, that's one clear way to do that. One way to do active listening is to do mirroring. So somebody says, uh, I worked late every night for the last three weeks. Instead of saying, I doubt that, you could say, every night for the last three weeks? And then they would say, well, not every night, but several times. That helps clarify things, and if you do it the right way, it won't sound like you're challenging them what they're saying. You're just, you're just repeating back to them. Another thing you can do that is fairly um, obvious is just paraphrase. So what you're saying is, and then repeat back what you think that they're saying. That helps bring clarity to it. Again, it's part of the way you're saying to them, I'm listening to you. I'm not looking to make an immediate response. I actually want to hear what you have to say. And then you want to do some emotional labeling. So you want to say something along the lines of, it seems like you're pretty angry. But you got to be careful with that too. Sometimes people don't like emotions that are assigned to them. So learn with your team member if that's something that they like. And then also using effective pauses. Um, you do not want to fill every second with space. 
sometimes in a conflict, the best thing you can do is kind of let things sit a little bit. Let the emotion die down a little bit. If you come right in with a retort, you're starting a fire you probably can't put out real easily. The next thing is this. You want to have emotional intelligence, okay? Now, that's not something that's easily developed overnight, but you got to start by, in my opinion, kind of figuring out your own emotional balance. What are your triggers? What are the things that, that set you off? And that way you can be prepared when those things come up to not react based on the stuff going on in your own heart and mind. So you want to, in this case, not be afraid of emotion. You want to embrace it, your own, and you need to embrace the emotion of the other person. As I said a little while ago, you want to be able to repeat to them what you're seeing in their emotions, try to identify that, because you're not going to get to the issue until you deal with the emotion. You also want to project a sense of calm. You want to make sure that that you're not triggered, that you're not amped up. I know for me, sometimes my wife will say, yeah, you know, your words sound calm, but everything else about you looks tense, like you're ready to pounce. Try to calm down. Try to make sure that your presence feels calming and that your words are as well. And that'll help kind of set the tone for the conversation. Also, make sure when you have these conflicts, they're one-on-one. You don't want to have them in the middle of a group, especially as a manager. If you have something to say, hold on to it. You can get to it later and just make sure you're approaching that person and getting them in a one-on-one situation. Once you've done your active listening, the next step is that empathy and rapport. So hostage negotiators tend to do this really well because they're trying to establish that empathy. Like, what are you feeling? Why did we end up in this place? Well, that's a perfect thing to do in a business setting as well. Ask, how did we get here? What are the things we needed to do to get out? And I'm going to address that a little bit later in this podcast. So you want to also have the skill of problem solving. That's really important. You want to make sure that you you give where you can give. So ask questions. Again, you want to be understanding before being understood. So understand the things that they're asking. One of the questions I like to ask is, what would this situation look like if it was resolved? That tends to get people thinking about resolution, and we're in problem-solving mode now. We're just not in emotional mode. But also, don't, don't settle for that the person who's like, okay, yeah, they just want to get out of the room. And so they'll just agree with almost anything that you say. Don't center for what they call the counterfeit yes. Make sure that you're asking deeper questions so you can get down to the bottom of it. And you want to continue asking questions until you've squeezed all of the energy out of it. Now, I'll just say this, that sometimes doesn't happen over one meeting. Sometimes you're in a meeting, it gets long, it gets emotional, and you need to take a break and do that. Don't feel like you've got to complete it at that time, but don't check the box of I've completed the conflict resolution here until you're sure you've gone all the way. Because I'll tell you this, if you don't go all the way, you'll pay for it later with interest and you do not want to do that. Lastly, I want to touch a little bit on something that's close to our heart, as you know, and that is how one-on-ones can help you build that positive culture. Now you think about conflict and there are three stages of conflict. There's before conflict ever happens. There's when you're in the midst of it, and then when you think you've resolved it. So the first thing is be proactive before conflict starts. Managers should aspire to having their finger on the pulse of their teams in order to avoid that conflict. Now, the most effective way to do that, in my opinion, is having regular one-on-ones. Proximity breaks the walls down. Try asking these questions before conflict ever starts. How would you rate our team's ability to work through conflict? Are there any suggestions for improvement? Or... On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the communication on our team? How would you rate the communication between you and me? 
Now, that can be a little scary if you're the manager and they're the team member, but you want to begin to break down those walls. You want them to be able to say how they're actually doing and what they're feeling so you can avoid that conflict later. Because I promise you, if you don't deal with it before it happens, in the middle of it, it's going to be a lot harder. And then also you can ask questions like, what can we do to build a more cohesive team? I've been amazed at the kind of good input I've had from my team when I ask those sort of questions. So that's, those are good questions to ask in your one-on-ones before there's any conflict. Of course, it's not always possible to mitigate conflict, and sometimes uh, you're going to have it and it's going to be big, but one-on-ones are still a great place to help deal with that. So you want to try asking questions in the middle of a conflict like, what would it look like if this conflict was resolved? What steps do you think we should take to start moving forward? How would you like to move forward with that first step? And what can I do to help? Asking those questions in the middle of conflict should be forward-looking. You want to acknowledge the emotion for sure, but the ultimate resolution is what's important. So by focusing on the outcomes and what those could look like, your team member will begin to go, okay, I see where we're going here. And I begin to consider the fact that this conflict might not last forever, which they need that hope. They need it. And lastly, once the conflict is resolved, or you think it is, you have to make sure you ask a few questions in your one-on-ones to ensure that it's actually gone all the way. You've gone the whole way. So I like to ask questions like, do you feel like every aspect of the conflict has been resolved? Did we miss anything? Or we resolve the issue, but is there still some personal tension we should chat about? It could be with the team. It could be between me and my team member. But we need to know how to move forward, and I like to ask that question. What's still there? Is there anything else you'd like to say? And then I also like to ask, what are some things we can do to avoid these conflicts in the future? So your one-on-ones are a great place to make sure no stone is left unturned. You can use these techniques from hostage negotiators, but again, it's my opinion that the best way to do that is in the context of a one-on-one meeting with your team members. So give it a try and talk to us. We have our information in the show notes. Love to hear from you. There'll be some resources there as well. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at UpTickApp, or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting upticapp.com.